Hello everyone, this is Jay Dobbins, your host of the Marvel DC Universe Fan Club. We are now episode 145, and I'll be doing my review on Glass. So, spoiler alert, if you have not seen the Glass film, I strongly suggest you do not listen to this episode. You've been warned. So, three weeks, the movie takes place three weeks after Kevin Wendell Crumb earns the, the nickname The Horde. Vigilante David Dunn and his now grown up son Joseph, uh, who have been working together to take down criminals, set out to save four cheerleaders Crumb has abducted. David comes across Kevin in his Hedwig persona and discerns the cheerleader's location using his extrasensory perception. Um, after freeing all four cheerleaders, he confronts Kevin only for both to be arrested when the ensuing uh, fight spills out on the streets. Uh, the two are sent to a mental, a mental institution by where, sorry, where Elijah Price, the David's sworn enemy, known as Mr. Glass, is. Um, being held, so Dr. Ellie St uh, Stable, the head doctor of the mental institution, works with patients who claim to have special powers. Uh, Staple reveals that she has been given three days to persuade David, Kevin, and Elijah that they are normal people who simply believe they have superpowers. Uh, Staple also knows um, that David's alleged weakness is water and has a machine that forces ho uh, the Horde to switch uh, identities, effectively uh, disarming the beast. Uh, Joseph Price, sorry, Joseph, Miss Price, and Casey Cook, who survived an attack from the beast, also visit at separate times to attempt to aid their associates, but fail. Staple puts the three uh, superhumans in one room for an evaluation and poisons David and the Horde with doubt of uh, their abilities, accusing David of having the same ability as trained musicians and Dennis, a persona of the Horde. Of the Horde. Um, of copying rock climbers and being shot by bad cartridges. The evaluation attracts Elijah to the beast, leading him to make his move. Elijah breaks into the horde cell to prepare them for the beast uh, for the beast awakening, but is captured and has surgery performed on him. Elijah, having previously sabotaged the surgery, escapes captivity by killing an orderly and sets off to awaken the beast. Elijah convinces the, um, the beast to battle David during the public unveiling of the city's new highest tower to receive the Horde's faith and expose him to the world, before turning his attention to David and forcing 
um, him to accept the truth of his superhuman abilities to escape, lest Elijah destroys the tower in place of the um, showdown. Sorry, lest Elijah destroys the tower in place of the shutdown. The horde and David rematch outside of the hospital and are evenly matched until Staple intervenes. Staple orders four men on each of the um, superhumans, um, but David um, and the beast fend them off. Elijah tells the beast that water um, is David's weakness, but Joseph intervenes and reveals to the beast that Elijah orchestrated the, um, the train crash that um, killed Kevin's father. The same train um, crashed. The same train crashed that Elijah caused to find David. So, of course, you know, that incident happened in the Unbreakable movie. But um, after Kevin's father died, his abusive mother began torturing him, um, thus leading to the creation of Kevin's multiple personalities. The Beast thanks Elijah for creating him, but because his purpose was to protect Kevin, the Beast mortally wounds Elijah and throws David uh, into a water tank. David survives, but is weakened by the water. The Beast retreats and promises to finish him off at the tower. However, the Beast is killed after Casey confronts him and summons Kevin to take control by speaking to by speaking Kevin's full name, allowing Staples' men to gun him down. Staples' men then overpower the weakened David and drown him in a flood puddle. So Staple lets David touch her as he dies, granting him a vision of her being part of a secret society by and trying to keep the existence of superhuman secret a secret. Staples tells him that if she had convinced him that he was normal, uh, she would have left him alone. But that the you know, but that the beast ruined that as Elijah finally dies from his wounds. Staple reveals to him that comic books are wrong sorry, we're wrong about societies of supervillains obstructing uh, superheroes. And that, in reality, is what um, it was, was, sorry, it was a human Illuminati-like group who are the true masterminds of the obstruction of both superheroes and supervillains alike. So, with um, Elijah, Kevin, and David did. Staples, sorry, Staple deletes the security footage and reports her mission as a success. Unbeknownst, sorry, un, um, unbeknownst, unbeknownst, uh, sorry, unbeknownst Staples, the cameras around the mental institution had previously been hacked by Elijah and had been live streaming to a private network. Um, shortly thereafter, 
Miss Price, Joseph, and Casey all receive a copy of the footage and choose to release it to the public, bringing an awareness of the existence of superhumans to the public. So, yeah, turns out, you know, Elijah was, I mean, the movie, the movie was pretty good. Turns out, turns out Elijah was the criminal mastermind in the whole film. You know, the secret society thought that they were the masterminds. They thought, hey, they, you know, they were, they were going to keep the world from knowing of the existence of superhumans, but they failed because Elijah, you know, he orchestrated this whole thing. He, you know, he, they knew that they weren't going to make it, make it out of the situation alive. So they decided, okay, you know, Elijah had one more ace on, on, up his sleeve, and he, and it was successful too. So he was able to, you know, he hacked the footage, and it was live streamed, and now, and the footage was brought to the world. And now the society, the secret society, can't do anything about it now. So, but yeah, that movie was brilliant. Had a good twist to it at the very end. Um, I like how they were able to have all these three characters, all these three characters. It was how they were able to have. Um, I like how they had the, these characters to have all their own movie. Like for example, Elijah and David, you know, in the Unbreakable movie. And then, of course, um, the Horde, you know, the, was it Kevin and his personalities and Split? So it turns out, you know, Split and Unbreakable were both connected. And I call it the Unbreakable Trilogy. Because, you know, you have first you had Unbreakable back in 2000 with Samuel Jackson and uh, Bruce Willis. Then, of course, you had James McAvoy and Split. So, put all that together, and then you have Glass. So, all three of them were pretty much together in this film. But, yeah, I forgot to mention that um that the Glass movie takes place after the events of Unbreakable and Split. So, but, yeah, um, I give it a... 9.9 out of 10. Uh, I love the writing. And that Shyamalan was a genius, of course. Um, some of his movies I didn't like, but, you know, like the Unbreakable Trilogy was excellent. So I kudos to him. So I'll give him mad credit for that one. Um, I'm definitely going to buy it on iTunes. Uh, the writing was excellent. I did like the action. I did like how there was a unique twisting plot to it. So, but, um, yeah, and, you know, the ending was good. I mean, unfortunately, there were no after credits, but other than that, everything was good. Um, but, yeah, that concludes this review. Uh, feel free to visit us, like us on Facebook. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music app, and Spotify. Oh, and let's not forget the YouTube channel.